0: Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of
1: people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely
0: sometimes you know hey susan don't do all that there's another way to enjoy random conversations now thanks to the podcast
1: show i can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week no more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation
0: tune in weekly on wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to The ToddCast Show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The ToddCast Show. My name is Todd Murat, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The ToddCast Show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers, We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the ToddCast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at todcastshow.com. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the ToddCast Show. Today, we're going to break a little bit from tradition, do something a little different, maybe break a rule or two, and have somebody on the show that I actually know from before. And when I say before, I mean like 20 years ago. So I'm really thankful, very blessed, and quite honored, actually, to have with me Dr. Carol Jean-Murat. Yes. Is that better? Okay. That's and better. She, That's better. That's better. She's my cousin, and I'm really excited because I'm estranged from the rest of my family, and God brought us back together, and I'm really excited to have her here. So tell us a nice welcome from uh, your wonderful lair in Southern California.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This is exciting. It's really weird, actually, Um, but I'm very blessed, and I'm thankful that you're here. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Carroll. You're welcome.: <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, just for the listeners, um, the reason I chose personally to do this, aside from just wanting to share with you, which I thought would be really cool, is that we also have a little story of uh you know uh, you know, forgiveness and uh, acceptance, and you know, I really appreciated the fact that after so long, I haven't spoken to you in a really long time, we haven't spoken together. And uh, we had like a little bumpy exit. I remember somehow, I don't remember what happened, but when we were together before hanging out or being friends and working together, whatever you call it, it was uh, something that split us apart. So like through the years, I've thought about you a lot. Um, I wondered about you. I, I know that you're really dedicated to helping people in Haiti and stuff, and I couldn't help but think of you often. And so finally I decided to reach out last uh Christmas during the holiday and just for my listeners I want you to know because it's the truth is that I was in a gnarly pit of depression and it was terrible and one of the things last year when this happened that was good is that it kind of led me to reach out to some people that I haven't been in touch with in a while so uh, Dr. Carroll is one of those people and I'm really pleased that she accepted my invitation and here we are. So. Uh, I asked her for forgiveness because I felt like I was an asshole, and uh, I feel like I needed to apologize, and, um, you know, she found it in her heart to do so. So, you know, maybe we could start there just to illustrate some of, uh, you know, what we're going to be talking about probably because you're such a starting example of it, but why did you take my call, if you don't mind me asking?
1: (laughs) He's back, Tom. I'm an OBGYN and I'm a healer, a spiritual healer.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: write about healing. I write about strengthening your like my last book is strengthening your spiritual foundation for optimum health mm-hmm. and forgiveness. In as a consultant, I see people who are in on their last leg, like they've done everything. They do organic, they do those medications, whatever. They have diabetes, they have cancer. And then um uh, so one of the major things when they come to me at the, at the last resort is to, for me, be able to see what is called a medical intuitive. Everything is fine in their life, except that they're keeping what is called grudges. Mm-hmm. And uh, forgive unforgiveness is resent, it's, uh, it's a, one of the toxic emotions, not only that kills you, kills you but also keeps keep your family apart. Yeah. And, and then also, if I'm talking about being a spiritual, and I remember when you asked me, you were surprised that I took your call. And I said, but, you know, in the Bible, it That's says right. when the prodigal son left, when he came back and he said, let's kill our biggest cow. And the son who's been there being faithful and said, how come you don't do that for me? But what it explains is just like, and also forgiveness it's even, uh, I have to say I'm a very spiritual person, and the people I do consult with, I have Jewish uh, pray to Adonai, I have Muslim, I have uh, Zoroastrian, I have uh, uh, Buddhist. So I'm, I was, I'm, don't I was forget us, nope,
0: Don't forget us, so, don't forget us Christians.
1: Christian, yeah, that's it, I was with Christian. <laughs> but then I want to see if I'm talking like that, people, <laughs> I, I, I and questions and then what and then when I have a patient uh, let's say a patient will come to me for a consult, and then i'm saying it's it's uh, especially in my experience i've seen let's say if you're a woman, women with breast cancer many times have a don't don't have a good relationship with their mothers, and then i'm thinking so I'm doing everything, how come my cancer uh, comes back and then i'm and when we look you're doing everything else, but you know you when you talk about your mother when you talk about my mother i feel the negative energy that you have so that's what yeah. is coming out in your breast your femininity and so that's what i do that's what i teach
0: so and, let uh, me ask you let me ask yes. you this when you heard me speak my plea to have you call back i mean was there something in your heart that spoke to you i'm just wondering like and, and the reason i wanted to bring this up is because i think that there's a lot of people out there that could uh, Benefit from making a phone call or two and saying, "Hey, I was wrong." And you know what? There might be someone on the other end of that phone that respects that, and I just want to know what it is in you.
1: What it is in me
0: that triggered it, and how it is that you can let that example shine for other people to follow. That's what I'm after.
1: The because how would I say it takes courage
0: to answer the phone.
1: no, it I'm takes courage kidding. for you.
0: <laughs> it takes kidding.
1: courage. See, that's what so many people end up dying. They said, "I will be buried with six foot under, or they cremated me, cremate me, and put throw it in the ocean." But it takes courage. When I heard your voice, uh, I was so happy. I was so happy because I am the kind of person. I not I remember. Just like we had a whole forest in front of us. And then the tree was something that happened, whatever happened. I don't even remember. So then I took the, you know, the tree was already gone. So I saw the forest. I saw all the things we've done together. Exactly. So when I think, I thought about you many times. And then it just, like, said, what is he right now? But then by, I was touched by the courage because not very, not very people are able to do that. You need to know
0: that. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah, that makes me feel good. It, it took a while to do it, I'll tell you that. I, had I, your know, number. I know, I know. I had to hunt for you to figure it out, and then I found your number, and it took a week to call it, I'll be honest.
1: No, I, it is, because, but some people never take, never take the first step, never take the call, they don't have the courage.
0: Yeah, it, it was courage. weird. It was a weird experience, I have to admit. So if there's anybody out there struggling with that and wondering, you know, believe me, like there's a reason why it's hard, because you're earning something or you're asking for something really valuable. And I think it's important that people are willing to sacrifice that part of themselves. Is it the ego that makes it hard? Is, is that what invokes the courage, the ego, fighting the, the emotion? Be,
1: and also shame, mm-hmm. regret, mm-hmm. guilt, mm-hmm. and all those, all those toxic emotions. And then also, I think what, is, is it, what it is is that many people don't accept your apology. Mm-hmm. And then, so while you're trying to master, to 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 master the strength to come and ask for forgiveness and say, how can we start anew? But then there is in the back of your head, I could make that phone call, and that person doesn't return my call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. So it, it's, a, it's a two-way. It's a two-way thing. Yeah. Two-way I didn't think thing. you
0: were going to call me back, actually. It took you almost two weeks.
1: <laughs> no, it's, no it's, because, it's because it was the holiday, and then you called exactly. my, my exactly. office phone. And then yeah. by the time I checked it, and, <laughs> I and, then, and guess what? I woke up. I remember it was like 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And I said, you know, we, we know, you need to know. Something is telling me. So telepathically, I received it because I do so not check cool. that phone. I don't check it. And it's just something is saying, why don't you, oh, I, I couldn't find the phone. I couldn't find it. And then it's just like, and I said, why don't you, you need to check your phone. You need to check your phone. Because cool. I guess my secretary will check or something. I said, You need to check your phone. You need to check it. And I said, and you know, when I hear that little voice in my right ear, I follow. I follow. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, and then guess what? It was like four o'clock in the morning. I don't know where you are in the world. And I wait, I went back to sleep. Uh, no, I heard the voice. I said, oh, my God. And then I had to wait four hours to call you
0: mm-hmm. because I didn't want
1: to call you in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I don't like people when they do that to me. So,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. so I I appreciate that. That's yes. cool. Okay. Oh, that's yes. good to
0: know the story. I like that. Thank you so much. Yes. That's really neat. Yeah. That's awesome. And it makes me feel really good that we completed the cycle. To me, that yes. was very healing, actually. Um, I feel better. I feel better in other areas of my life because of this restoration, you know. So, you know, there's a real gift in that. You know, again, I just want to thank you for that.
1: (laughs) And I mean, I need to add something. It's mm -hmm. just like uh, we had something special. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: by the time, uh, you know, whatever happened and we we broke apart, and then people will do that, you know, husband and wife or friends, and you have to make amends. Mm-hmm. But you have to be strong enough to ask, and then the person has to be strong enough to receive. That's
0: right. That's yes. right. And that's yeah. what I teach. Forgiveness,
1: yeah. acceptance, and love.
0: Oh, hell yeah. And I can't have a terrible way to respond to that. Hell yeah. That's Heaven yeah. That's great. <laughs> <Heaven>. <laughs> you have
1: to say, oh, hell to the yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I am so sorry. I don't mean it. You know what I mean.
1: That's okay. Mean like that. No, and then I oh my god, I am I have tough skin. I was trained. I'm in an OBGYN, and I was a surgeon with all these guys. Nothing. <laughs> I don't blush.
0: No, you know,
1: you I, don't. I, I am. I am. I, I am a, a black skin person, so well, you do not see the blush. But I mean, <laughs> anyway, nothing. <laughs> Oh, we cause we have a lighter skin. <laughs> that's your
0: secret. Yeah, you have, uh, you hide a beautiful your beautiful
1: skin. You, you, you hide eye. your
0: shame in your, in your dark skin. And, and my skin yes. <laughs> I love it. But
1: guess what? It's beautiful. Oh. I have beautiful skin. I don't have no wrinkles at my age. So you do. it's a good you place do. to hide. Yes.
0: yes, you do. You look very <laughs> radiant, actually. I totally agree. I totally yes. agree. It's,
1: you know, but you know why? I look because radiant.
0: Of the, the spirit, man. That's why.
1: That's the point. Because I don't harbor. When people who say to me there is a light, there is something about you. It's because I'm light. I don't have no man. I have. I forgive. I forgive everybody. <laughs> if, oh. if you come and say, I forgive you, even if you don't ask me, and then if you ask me, it's even better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, communication is mm-hmm. a big part of that. Yes. Um, let's do this. Um, this is important because I want people to know why we're here and why it's different. Um, Says we're not technically strangers, you know, but we have we been... Were
1: str- we were estranged, okay, we were yes. estranged for 20 years, 20. 20, 20 years, years, exactly. 20 years. It, 20 it's years. been
0: a long time, you know, and it's like so many things have changed and all that, but let's yeah. uh, give the listeners a little taste of Dr. Carol Jean Murat. Jean, Jean. Jean Murat, Jean. I'm so sorry. Jean Murat, oh, Jean, Jean, Jean Murat. <laughs> I'll never get it right, I'll never get it right. That's
1: okay, I'll correct you every no, time. Sorry.
0: I love it. You're a Haitian woman, and you actually have a lot of things going on in Haiti, and you've always been kind of a savior to the people, if you will. And I uh, had an interview not long ago, and actually, you know, this is maybe I should mention this too, because it was in a previous episode. So, those of you who have been listening to all the episodes, congratulations! Big virtual hug to you. Thank you. And uh, recently, I had one with Fritz Nell Octave, and he was someone in Haiti that I interviewed, and Dr. Carroll came up and that kind of led me to this path, you know, I think, I thought about her, but it was like the universe telling me that I really did need to call her, like, you know what I mean, like out of nowhere, this guy, and he knows who she is, and really respects her, and all of that, so it was really cool, it was like um, a sign from above, so like, that was the other part of my story I forgot to mention.
1: There's um, always signs from above, if we listen carefully. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I like that. Like when it's obvious, you can't ignore it. Otherwise, you, you know, you need to slap yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but who is who is this Dr. Carol? And where did she come from? Was she born in Haiti in a small village? And tell us a little bit about the story growing up.
1: No, I was born in uh, the capital.
0: OK, I was I was
1: born in the main hospital and I went to the best schools. Awesome. And then uh, one of the things is, it's just like my on my mother's side, they come in a small village. My my grandfather was a very well-known spiritual healer, voodoo priest, herbalist. And uh, I went to a power school, and they make me being ashamed. I went to, my mother and father divorced. They separated, oh. and I went to live with my grandmother in the capital. And I went, my father always said, I would be going to the best school. My father didn't have the chance to have an education. His father come from a very well to do family but um it, my grandfather was an alcoholic so and my father suffered from that, and he said he promised himself his children will have an education and re- imagine I'm a girl, and then usually at those those years ago educations were it was for girls, it was for boys, and maybe you might go to elementary school or you know. Maybe primary school, but you never go to college or be a doctor. I never seen a doctor, a female doctor, in my life. But my grandmother, she's my, uh, she's uh, a very strong woman. Uh, she's a Renaissance woman, and she told me, you know, I, as a woman, I could be anything. And my father will come. I don't see my, didn't see him very often. He will come and say, you can be anything. At, at first, at the power school, I wanted to be a nun, but when they kicked me out, when they found out about my grandfather, which was a no-no. Uh, then, then I, I, and then I got I got sick and I felt when, when I think about it, it's because of the emotions, because being expelled in the prestigious school and you have to find another school in a small town, it was very bad because we live in the caste society. So it's just like, I was in the lower caste now. Mm. And then, so I got very sick emotionally, but then my, my, and I was, really, I was like nine okay. and I was, uh, and then I was the, uh, when I was very ill, in and out of hospitals, and my, but my mother found out this. I was forbidden to see my mother or the mother anybody in the side of the family. That's that's why I put the Murat's name. I added to Jean, which was my father's name, uh, to 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 make me feel whole because I had to accept both of them because they are gifts. The gifts of my gifts as as a doctor, as a surgeon, as a healer, comes from that side of the family. So then uh, oh. then that's when I decided. Oh, I, I, because I went to spend time in my grandfather's temple and slept on the, you know, packed dirt floor and got better when I was supposed to be dead. And I said, I want to be a doctor.
0: Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You were supposed to be dead? What are you talking about?
1: I told you I was sick.
0: No, you mean really, really sick.
1: I was really, really sick. Oh, and then, my. then my, my mother came, my mother came to get me when my mother heard of, that I was really sick. So my my mother took me, to, to, to my grandfather to, to ask for help and then oh. yes and then my I remember and then here oh. I was I was in the house of the devil because they tell you you know the voodoo religion is the devil yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was you know and, and and then my grandfather said no whatever they're telling you is you know and then and then while I'm there I'm I'm feeling better and I'm I'm seeing people coming from all walks of life. They won't say that they go to see my grandfather because it's forbidden, but they will come and uh, and asking for help. And then, uh, so that's when I said I want to be a doctor, and then I, I had to go back to... You to, were healed. To you
0: received, Yes. Okay, yes. Come, tell us about the healing experience. Like, that's a big deal, man. Like, do you remember what that was like? Like, the transformation? Like, do you... Oh. You know, do you have any special signs from it that assured you that it was, you know, something special? I mean, how do you translate that?
1: How do I translate that? It just like I found myself in a in a uh, uh, that, because I was very ill. But when I woke up in the middle of the night, I was in a room with a, with one window, and I was sleeping on mat in a mat and a and a dot floor, and then uh, and then there was my grandfather. Lighting a candle, shaking his rattle, so, to to you know to tell the spirit to help her granddaughter, his granddaughter that he loves so much, and there was his his his, his wife. Uh, it's uh, the in uh, and, and I'm saying we're here to help you. And I couldn't sleep. She came and she stayed with me. On, you know where I was sleeping, and when I was having nightmares because I saw the nuns coming. Uh, we had a candle lit in the room. And then I will see the, 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 the in the, my nightmares. I remember everything. It's just like the nuns were coming. Now you're in the house of the devil. You're going to die. You're going to die. Oh. And I would scream in my dream. And she, she, and then oh, she put me on the bus. And she said, "I understand, baby. You are okay? You are okay? This is, this is the healing place. This is, mm-hmm. this is the healing place. You'll be okay." And I start getting better. And I start eating. And then pretty soon, and people will come and visit my grandfather, because my grandfather got paid with with you know, chicken and <laughs> in the mm-hmm. village with mm-hmm. cake and fruits and, and then I start eating and then I put this I'm eating and I remember I remember vividly somebody came with a basket of different fruits and I said, Can I have this? And I have my my dress and I put one or two. I said, Grandpa, can I have this? And he was laughing and laughing. And eventually everything fell off. And then and then Grand Clarice, I colleague, she was his, his 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 wife, because my mother's mother died a long time ago. And then he said, Grand Clarice, do you see? (laughs) He said, now she's going to eat. Now she wants to eat everything. But then, so, and I told him, I told, and I told, I said, Grandpa, you know, I'm going to go back to power Prince to the capital. You know, I have to go go to school, but I want to be, I want to be like you. I want to be able to heal people. I want to do like, do like you. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to go back. Your mother made a sacrifice for you to go and get an education. So you're going to go back. You can go to school. You can come with, to me for second opinion. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: he said. And then he said, but he said, one thing he said, never forget where you came from. Never forget your roots. Mm-hmm. Because what happened is I always felt for years uh, uh, like a Y, you know, like to, you have two two the top of the Y going two different directions. Mm-hmm. Because... I I was ashamed. I never told anybody about my grandfather when he died. Uh, when I was fourteen, I did I didn't even go to his funeral. I have a secret life because I'm living in Paul Press. I go to you know my father. My father said, "Don't worry about it. We'll find you good school." So I do very you prestigious private school, mm-hmm. and then then I, I later on I go to, I, I start college and I'm I'm a, a, a volleyball star because I'm six foot tall. I was like five, eight, maybe. Then I was one of the tallest.
0: So yeah, you're tall. Yeah, uh,
1: and and did you know I made it to the Olympic team and I didn't go because of my in my past, in my um, birth certificate there was my the last name Murat that I was so ashamed of. Would you believe that? But then so oh, what? yeah, yes. <laughs> so Man. I was always so ashamed. So that's why. That's why when i then i I, I, finished, I finished all my studies, and then my father had immigrated when I was fourteen because they were going to kill my father. He went into exile and ended oh. up in New York and filled out our papers because the goal was I was going to do go to a french speaking university, but I ended up in Mexico because that's where, it's whom you know, so I ended up in Mexico, but in Mexico, they gave you your mother's your father's last name and the mother's last name then okay. So here I am, a name that I'm so ashamed of because I have a double life. Mm-hmm. And then I have my, I'm looking at my and my ID with those two names together. And then, and then, so I did, I, I went to, med, I finished, when I went to medical school in in Mexico, in Spanish, then I spent one year in, in Jamaica at the University of the West Indies where I was trained so well because it's a busy medical, busy, training where we have people for, to the, uh, throughout the Commonwealth, England, and we have all the diseases and you have social medicine, so we learned so much. And then I passed, you know, there were some exams that you had to pass uh, so you could come to the US because I always wanted to the US and then go back to Haiti. That was always my dream. So when I, they gave me, uh, so when I, when I uh, went to do my uh, residency training and they said, oh, you have Carole Jean, some of my papers and Carole Jean Murat, Who are you? I said, call me Dr. (laughs) Mura. I just chose Mm it, Dr. Mm Mura. So, Dr. Mm -hmm. Mura, Dr. Mura. And then it's just that when I say that, I felt whole. I felt whole. So, and so I have that's why I have the Jean hyphen Mura. So, when I got married and I said to my husband, oh, no, you're going to take my name. I'm nothing. I'm going to keep my name till I die. <laughs> and, right and, I, and I create that name. It's my, you know, there's nobody with that name except me. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No, it is just you. Hey, uh, do you even know, like, um, I don't remember if we ever talked about this. Do you, do you know that our Murat bloodline goes directly to two interesting places the mm-hmm. top of the scale is uh, Napoleon Bonaparte he's one yep. of our direct ancestors and Joachim Murat the famous prince general
1: yes you t- we talked about it yes yeah, okay, so I just we to make we, sure. we I have the general cool. we have the blood lineage yes <laughs> yeah and it's on
0: my if anybody's wondering it's on my father's side my father's Father. name was murat so
1: and then mm. me, is on my mother's side because I'm a wellness woman, so I took my mother's name. And then when I got married, I said to my husband, nope, 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 I'm keeping my name.
0: Right on. <laughs> right on. It never really occurred to me, but you said something earlier about your grandfather and everything, and it just mm-hmm. kind of clicked. I was like, holy shit, like maybe that's why my dad was so spiritual. You know, he never talked about his mother and father, and mm-hmm. I think he had a bad ride with him, but I just, you know, always wonder about, you know, what comes before, and all that. So it occurs mm-hmm. to me, you know, that might be why he was so focused could on be. teaching, you know, trying to teach me spirituality. Wonderful. That's
1: so what my grandfather, I am, and then one of the things is I was told, I was the chosen to inherit his gift of seeing, for example, if somebody, when somebody would, would come to the temple because they would bring people, you know, at the last minute, that's what they do to me, just like, I've up to everything, what can I do? Mm-hmm. But the, my grandfather could see the person is going to die or not. Could see? Can I do something? So if he sees somebody goes where his temple is, and you have to come a little, stop a few steps to come up, and then he will see the person, and he could know the person is going to die. So he will close his eyes, and then Grand Claris will say, "Oh, Papa Mirabo is, is 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 sleepy. Come back," and the person will die. But if he knows he can do something, he he will he will say, "Come on in," and something. One of the reasons I left medicine, I have to say that, is that when, for example, in the spiritual medicine, there is no timing. There is no 10 minutes with the doctor, 15 minutes with the doctor, or an hour with the doctor. Some people might need two minutes, some people might need two hours. So the day I, I really came and become my grandfather, it's bec- when my people will come to the temple because they are moribund, they are very sick, and then they will say, when if you, my my grandfather will only accept the person if he knows he can do something. And same thing I do. If I'm going to do consult, I have to know you already. So, and they will ask, when should we come back for the person? At the time there was no telephone or nothing, and they say the person... <laughs> two
0: weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, 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 I'm no. He will say the person will know. That's right. The person will know when they get what they need and will let you know. Awesome. We'll send somebody to. And then it happened. Uh, I, I essentially, uh, I'm trained as an OBGYN. Then I train as a, as a primary care specialist. I eventually quit obstetrics. Then quit surgery because I could heal without the knife. And when somebody comes to me, because I see the person as a whole, and I would say, mm-hmm. There is always the root cause. Why are you bleeding? And bread yeah. and butter of a gynecologist is a woman bleeding, having a DNC, having a hysterectomy. But then, pretty soon, I'm paying high my practice insurance, which is raising higher and higher and higher. But then, my gift is coming stronger and stronger. I don't do surgery. I heal without the knife. Mm-hmm. So I, I essentially quit. Upset with quit surgery. Then I had a, when I was um, uh, in my fifties, I had a panic attack because who am I? That's the time I went back to Haiti, trying to say what can I do to Haiti. But I am a very skilled surgeon. I've operated in the top hospital. I'm one of the top notch surgeons. Mm-hmm. And then the, our hospital in Haiti ha- doesn't have running water, and there is no electricity. Whoa, and then so, and then it's just like now. After still, we had still. Stay- Oh, they might, but we, need a, we have to have a generator. We <laughs> have to have a generator. So. Okay, okay. But guess what? We have the, the 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 toilet that was destroyed. That's what I'm raising. I'm doing fundraising to, to, to rebuild the toilet of the awesome. restroom. Would Very you believe cool. that there was no restroom? So I'm th- here I am. I'm on the top surgeon. And I'm, okay, I'm going to quit in here in America because to <laughs> be able to pay, to be able to pay for my malpractice, not even making money.
0: You're going to become a plumber. Table you're going to become I, a plumber. No. <laughs> no,
1: I had to, I had to be able to do surgery, because that's only, you're paying my practice surgery, my practice insurance for as a surgeon, but somebody comes to me, and, and, and let's say she's bleeding, and I say, why are you bleeding, and she say, my son died, and, yeah. and then that's why, it's a grief, so I teach her how to heal the grief, then she stopped bleeding, so you don't get paid for doing psychology, <laughs> that's
0: cool laying that's laying cool. off hands
1: laying off hands like my grandfather, you know, so yeah. and so that's what I ended up oh, it was the worst time of my life, but it was was the best time because then I started to say, "Oh, this is who I am, and then I started learning and i get te- I got teachers and mentors to 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 refine the gift that I inherited, and then one day, oh. I had, uh, somebody came, somebody called me, uh, a friend, she called me and she was a professor at one of the universities and her daughter used to be my patient when I was doing gynecology and she called and said, my daughter, my daughter's been in and out of the emergency room, they don't know what to do and then she's in pain and then I thought of you and I said by the time I was doing healing retreats for which okay, people would come and stay with me. But we'll have a certainty, two days, three days, whatever. Yeah. But she, when she called me and I said, before I, talk, before I tell you to come, I have to talk to her. So I said, Ishe, uh, do you, we said, Dr. Carol, thank you for taking my mother's call. And I said, Ishe, they've done all the tests. All the tests they've done, they cannot find anything. Uh, are you ready to come to my place and I'll see what I can do for you? I'm not promising anything. And that was, what, 2010. And then she said, yes, please. And that's the word. The person has to ask. Oh, yeah. You ask and you shall receive. It? Yes, Dr. Carol, help me. That's it. This is it. Help me. And I felt she was ready. Because then I don't have to waste energy. You know, it's like kryptonite when I'm trying to fight with the person. But anyway, yeah. when Holy. she came, it was 7.30 in the morning. 7.30 in the morning. I remember it was very cold, so. I put her in, in, in a room—it's my healing room—and then I put the heat on so she could be comfortable. So I sat next to her, and then, that was the first time it happened. She sat there in the bed. I don't know. She lay down in the bed, and then I—I uh, I I, I, she was having. Ask her where is most of the pain, and she says right there in the lower area, in the pelvic area. And I just lay hands on her, and she fell asleep, just like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and I look at her. And I said, oh, is she dead or something?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh no. What did you do? She done? went into
1: a trance. She went into a trance. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then, so I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her. In the meantime, a mother is in the living room, uh, asking a mother is a, a, a professor at one of the universities and asking. She's on the phone asking for a friend. I want. I'm here with my daughter. Is there a way you're going to call? Uh, uh You can cover for me. And I came out and I said, you can leave. She looked at me. I said, what's going to happen to my daughter? I said, she's going to stay here. And she said the famous, she had the famous word, when can I come for her? And yeah. I said, she will call you when she's ready. Yeah. Do you know that young lady slept without moving? I'd, I'd, be, I'd be going there back and forth. And imagine, uh, I have other things to do. Whenever I'm with the patient, I cannot have other patients because my energy is right there with the person. I cannot have the third person. But I right. I had somebody something somebody I was going to the consult. and then and then so I would go back and forth and ask her. She's asleep. She never moved. She's just like with both hands on both sides, and she's like in a trance.
0: Mm.
1: But by the time it's about eight o'clock at night, something came up to something came to me. She will not rest. She will not rest if she knows that she has to get up and go home. That's what the voice said to me. Mm-hmm. So I went there and sat next to her. And I said, hello? She said, yes. (laughs) It's just so weird. And I said, do you want to stay? I know you're thinking, because you don't go to a place where you have to pay, you don't go. By the time she came, I said, by the time it's 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And and I said, would you like to stay? She said, yes, please. Mm -hmm. And I said, would you like some water? No. I said you know you have not eaten anything because the room is all dark. And he said, Do you, you have not eaten anything? He said, I am okay. And I said, you know what? I have some apple juice. I'm going to put a glass next to your bed. I put a little table. If you wake up, there it is because it's going to be, it's dark. You just pick it up and, and have some. He said, thank you. And she, she went back, her head went, fell to the left, to the left. boom, and, I, and she went to the trance again. So I went back, let's said, 10 o'clock, She's, she hasn't moved, she hasn't touched the, 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 the glass. Then I went, to, I went to bed. So I woke up in the morning, she was in the same position. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know where the bathroom was, because when you come in the morning, you don't know where it is. So she was there in the, in the, in the glass, the, I poured the juice, was there, everything. She called. She called, it was about up to noon. She said she felt better, and she called her family to pick her up in the meantime they kept on calling, they kept on calling. how is she can we come pick her up said, "No, she's staying. We'll call you. Stop calling me, mm-hmm. you know because they were friends, so they have my phone number so yeah. so so this is and then I realized I have become my grandfather
0: <laughs> that's cool, man, Wow, so she went on her way and didn't have any one of the oh. problems and...
1: oh no, she's just like she's <laughs> a she became my voice teacher because she said to me. I, her life was transformed. hmm Totally. She, she called me her spiritual mother. Oh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> <that's sweet>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So
0: teacher, this is essentially teacher. who I am. That's cool. That's really cool. Wow. Yes. And so clearly there's been a lot of other examples of that along the way that mm. you've been enjoying. No, no,
1: no, no. Let me tell you now. You do not come and spend all these hours with me.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, no. You, now, <laughs> now, let me explain to you. After... When I went, back, it was, I went back, it was right after the earthquake in 2010 in Haiti. When I went back, and I have so many patients, a line of patients waiting for me, and we didn't have anything, no medication, no, no operating room, nothing. So they would come and say, Dr. Carol, help, help, help. So I would say, how do I realize, okay, how do I do this? And then I said, God, how do I do this? And he said, ask them to pray. To the Holy Spirit, and you touch them, and whatever they ask, they'll receive. I say, oh, that easy, Doctor Carol, I can't sleep. Okay, what do you want? I want to sleep. And I said, okay, twist three, three sentences. I made the mistake of saying you pray. They go, pray, 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 pray. Uh, no, 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 three sentences because I have a long line waiting. Okay, you J- say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, help me, Doctor Carol all the way from California. Help her help me. Come through her hand. Touch me. Let me touch. Have her touch me. Have her touch me. And I say, amen. And I just touch. Whatever they ask, I just do it, and boom,
0: they feel better. <laughs> that's cool. Yes. Wow. All right. So, I mean, I know a lot of people don't believe in that sort of thing at all. I, I do. Oh, that's, like, the, that's,
1: the, that's the problem. Because I would say. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know what? They're lost. They're lost. Yeah, because,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, but I need to say something. Mm-hmm. I used to... um uh, you know, sort of bragging about it. You know, if you if, if you're hemorrhaging, you're bleeding, and you ask me, and I taught you you're going to stop bleeding. And then I and then my father, I was the dad, this is what I'm doing. I'm healing people. My father said, What? My father was a very spiritual man. He said, Have a seat, my daughter. You know, I love you. I know that. He said, You you're full of it. You don't heal anybody. I said, What dad? My dad said, nope, and I've learned that from many spiritual mentors after that.
0: God heals <coughs> through you, right?
1: Yes, and then he said, that's what he said, you know science, you know the body, you know everything, you know the metaphysics, you know everything. Mm-hmm. And and this is the reason, number one, 50% of it, the person believes in you, because you have a good reputation. If you go to Dr. Carol or Dr. Jean-Murin, you're going to heal. So that, the, the belief. Mm-hmm. And then When you're with them, you ask them to ask and pray. And then you get a revelation, what to say, what to do, where to touch. And then, very quickly, you give the person the opportunity to heal themselves if they want to. Mm -hmm. If they want to. My father was very adamant. You can take a horse, you can lead a horse to the river, but you cannot make him drink.
0: That's right.
1: Then... So then, as, as time went by, and I'm refining it years later, it's just like you just ask and you shall receive. Boom! So it's not a miracle. It's just like it's quantum. It's just like how come we have a car on the ground and then we have plane flying and rockets? They were able to harness the energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to harness the energy, but it's not that. It's them. And then I had another mentor. So every time I do something like that, I have to say a prayer after what he said. I of myself do nothing, but the Holy Spirit does the work. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus, for working mm-hmm. with me. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I am the conduit, I'm the channeler. I'm the channel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if the person believes, so those who say, I don't believe, guess what? Guess who's sick?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You keep on with the sickness. You keep thoughts. on
1: with your sickness. And then, yeah. but this, yes, yes. So that's why I don't. I don't see people if they are referred to me by a friend. Oh, the last time I did that, I had, a, you know, I saw people coming and paying me good money and staying with me in have a healing place. And then, uh, so, but then the last person, it was before I started, I'm being, ref- I'm refining it. She was here all the way from Paris. She's mm-hmm. a famous singer. Mm-hmm. And she came, but she was referred by a friend. And then uh, when she came by the second day I was getting sick, and then and then I told her, uh, I, was, I sat on my computer at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to write a dusty French letter in French. And I said...
0: Oh, yeah, she had <laughs> uh, bad thoughts, huh?
1: She, the what?
0: The lady was holding on to some negative energy. Yes,
1: right? she was. But then she was making me sick. And I'm saying, yes. I'm feeling sick. Wow. So, But guess what? I sent her an email and I just, in a way, when you wake up, you're going to pack your crap and go. Mm-hmm. But when she woke up, she got the message even before going because she didn't have any phone or anything to go, uh, mm-hmm. to get, to get. Because when you when you come and spend time with me, you don't have no energy from the world anyway. And she said she woke up and she's smiling. And I said I don't know. I woke up. <laughs> I woke up like four o'clock same time, and I just said, "Woman, what are you doing? You better take a chance to to to, to do what you are here to do."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, "Oh," and then so and then that was at the time. Uh, you know, I decided. You know what? Mm, it has to be very special for somebody to come in and be in my in my presence.
0: I understand that. Yeah.
1: Because I, you you make me sick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but it makes perfect sense. I totally understand, and I know the feeling too. Um, yes. That comes from being an empath, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. because I don't. I had a, I had somebody. She she really feel it. Like somebody said, I have abdominal pain. She feel mm-hmm. the pain in her abdomen. Mm-mm. I don't. But it's just like these people. I can see it. These people are full of negative energy, and then they they, they stay away from me anyway. Because it's just like in my eyes, we're locking. They stay away from me. I have anything to do with you. <laughs> so, but what it is is just like the the their energy m- makes me feel sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But but it, it's it it's just like for example. Uh, it's just like I have to climb uh, a thousand stairs uh, mm-hmm. when the person is not ready. Mm-hmm. And then if the person is ready, and I just grab their hand, and it takes it yeah. take
0: two Nothing minutes it. for Nothing the things to, to happen. But. Hey, um, I don't have a lot of experience with this personally. I, I personally believe that my health has been protected by something ultra-cosmic, because... I've oh, maybe danced. because
1: we are cousins.
0: Maybe <laughs> you are be, going to
1: come. You are going to I, come into my life. <laughs>
0: well, I've danced through life and avoided some really big health issues, I think. And it's been a blessing. And, you know, never had any of the major issues and things. And I've always been very fortunate that way. But have I ever shared the story of my father's uh, lung, the tumor on his lung, before I was no. born? No. Okay. So here's a great example. I just want to share from my world since... Uh, you know, this relates to exactly what you do, but like my dad was a very gifted metaphysician and he was a very interesting character, you know, jazz musician, whatever, back in the day and really special, you know, like you would expect from a Amira, I guess. <laughs> but he was also a functioning alcoholic that lived on a lower scale and was very happy with simplicity and most people didn't really understand that, but like, you know, I did and so when i graduated high school i went to live with him and we uh, got to know each other and he taught me about metaphysics and spirituality and he showed me like directly how to manifest things and like it actually worked you know and Mm -hmm. so one of the stories that came up and he told it to me but like i confirmed it with my grandmother because it was just too big of a story not to want to double check you know just to make sure he wasn't embellishing and Entertaining Mm -hmm. me or something, you know, but like it's true and so before I was born apparently he had a lung tumor And it was like a golf ball sized tumor somewhere inside one of his lungs He was a heavy smoker Mm -hmm. and drinker Mm -hmm. and all that stuff And uh, so he was there in the hospital the night before and he said that he remembered um, waking up and uh, the doctor came to try to get him to go into the operating room and he said no we're not going in there and uh, he hates doctors anyway he doesn't like going to the doctor he never did for some reason but then he's like well um it's gone so we don't need that you know there's no need to go into the operating room he said the tumor is gone and they laughed at him you know and <clears throat> he said look he goes i can get up and walk out of here right now or you can check but one way or the other you're going to x-ray me again before you take me into that operating room because i'm not uh-huh. going and he goes, mm-hmm. there's no need for that. And uh, so finally he convinced them. So the x-rays the night before were on the left and the x-ray from that morning were on the right. And lo and behold, the one on the left had the tumor, the one on the right did not. And it was literally gone. And who knows where it went, how it got there, where it's going, uh, mm-hmm. what it has to say. I don't know, but like it really happened. And so they let him get dressed and they sent him home and that was it and so he he spent most of his life like that where he just never needed a doctor and he would always tell me about wrapping me in white light like whenever i went anywhere he goes son oh. i'm wrapping you in white light and i want you to know it so you'll be safe and everything will be just fine and but like, guess sure, what sure well enough guess
1: what he's still doing so
0: i'd like to think so i believe that's no, it's
1: not to think so it is so because yeah. like my father is with me my father you know what in the oh. voodoo religion, Mm-hmm. you know we you know african religion because they mm-hmm. demonize it and then but then we talk about ancestors mm-hmm. and then um, my grandfather come in my dream you know mm-hmm. the spirit of my ancestor talk to me mm-hmm. they're the one who guiding me because they said you are the chosen to i said if i was supposed to be like my grandfather why did i have to go to medical school and all the hardest training to be a woman and black and OBGYN, a surgeon and then I remember I had an old an aunt in a little village. I said, Len, why? He said, You're the chosen. You're supposed to be the one who's going to be, uh, uh, you know, you inherited your grandfather's gifts. But I said, Then did I have to go to medical school? And he said, She said to me, and I think it was the spirit talking to her, She said, You know, you had to go to medical school to speak their language. So when you're talking as a doctor, as a surgeon, as a board certified OBGYN has you know with all the titles of fellow of the american college of Obstetrics and gynecology and then you you saying yes you can but let me tell you quickly a story i had a patient i have patients my patients for years they are in their 90s and they're doing well mm-hmm. and you know why because their faith and that's what mm-hmm. i'm saying
0: and a relationship faith.
1: and the relationship one and having a, way, a reason to live i'm writing a book called miraculous cancer remissions mm-hmm. and then and nine key factors for true healing. And I have, mm-hmm. I have nine cases, nine patients who, mm-hmm. who, who did that. And then mm-hmm. I said, and then, and then Barbara, Barbara has been my patient for years. A mm-hmm. daughter died. When her daughter died in the, in the, a daughter died, a daughter and her husband died in a car accident. And she was uh. the guardian for an eight-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And then so one day she came, she said, Dr. Carol, I felt a lump in my breast. And then, you know, usually having a loss, you know, mother, daughter, it could be a loss or a negative energy. So I said to her, so when I, when I felt it, I knew because I don't need to, I don't need an X-ray or anything. I just knew something was wrong. So when she went for, and then she, I said, you know what? You will have to have a mammogram, but also I have to refer you to a surgeon. And then while I was there talking, thinking about it, and then the name of a surgeon came to mind. And it's just, I'm guided because I have so many good surgeons that I work with. Mm-hmm. And then and I say, Dr. Davidson. And then I say, and then usually when a patient of mine, when I was having my uh, private practice, I would call the doctor and I say, I have a patient. Because having to wait, it's such a horrible thing to do. But the, my, my colleague, they respect me. When I called, and I called, and guess who pick up the phone? Dr. Davidson. I said, Dr. Davidson, what are you doing picking up your, picking up your phone? She said, I don't know. I was passing by, and then, and then oh. my secretary is busy, and I picked it up. And I told her what's happening to Barbara, but she said, Carol, I'm going to go on vacation for two weeks. She will have to wait. And I told her, I said, Dr. Davidson is going to be gone for two weeks. She said, I want him, because you know why? In two oh. weeks, the tumor is going to be gone. Oh. And I said to her, she, she, wants, she, she wants you. And she said, then have her come right away. We'll do the pre-op. And then I'll operate on her when I come back in two weeks. She said, fine. But before I left, she said, Dr. Carol, can you lay hands on, my, on, on the lump for me and pray with me? Because awesome. I want it gone. Mm-hmm. And we did that. you know. And when I do that, I, she said, it's gone. And then I, I'm thinking in my mind, it's gone. Just that. I think it yeah. was the first time it happened. Yeah. She went, has a pre up, And the same day, when she went, uh, like I said, two weeks later, she went, she did everything she's in a you know like holding area and Dr. Davidson came to say hi. She said, Dr. Davidson, could you please examine me and see to see if the lump you're going to be removing is there?
0: Yes, yes. Gone, gone. That's what I'm talking about. All right, we're Gun. on the same page, sister. I love it. Oh, that's great. I love Gun. those stories. Isn't can, that
1: cool? yes, it can happen. You can do it, but okay. she had that belief. She had that belief. She could make it go away. And but also, I have to say the very important, very important, it's not I wanted to go away. She didn't have any negative toxic emotions. And then also, she wanted to be around. She, she, she wanted to live, no toxic emotions. She trusts her doctors, And she wanted to be there for her grandson. Totally.
0: That's it. So that is a formula. Goal. I know the feeling. And my grandmother lived a lot longer than she should have because of that. She was living for me. I know it. And Mm -hmm. I I remember um, when my grandfather died, just a weird story. It's coming up from what you just said. It made me think of this. I'll share it with you. Um, But when I went to see my grandfather on his deathbed, and it was really sad. I'd never seen him in a position like that. And when he saw me, I'll never forget. It was the first time I ever saw him cry. And he said that uh, he was so happy that I was there because now he could finally leave in peace. And oh, I was yes. like, the way I was the, so it, it touched does. by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heavy man, yes. heavy. I miss them a lot. I wish my grandparents, my grandparents, and my cat, I would live happily ever after with the three of them and be. <laughs> <laughs> no, <them>. but
1: <laughs> then, but one thing I need to tell you. One, one, one thing I need to tell you, they're there with you. You can I talk believe. to them in your in your thoughts. They're there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I don't want to feel like a crazy person talking to myself, but I understand what you're saying, and I do You don't need to
1: speak. No, you don't need to talk to yourself. You can, in your mind.
0: I understand Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Um, So, let me back up a little bit, because this healing thing is really powerful and really cool, and the funny thing about humans is we are uh, forced, it seems, into this terrible uh, pattern of ego and uh, emotion that, you know, supports, and vice versa, the ego, and I think uh, on average, you know, there's a lot more people out there that would probably think of a healing gift like that as some kind of a cool power that they can show off and exploit and, you know, uh, really abuse for their own personal self-gain or their own, uh, you know, popularity or whatever. And I don't believe in that at all. I think it's really pure and it has to be kept like that. And I think it's important for people to realize that in order for their healing gifts and powers to manifest, it's important that all has to be negative. Pure. Yeah, no negativity. You can. It's like no negativity. murky water. Cannot have murky water, right?
1: No murky water. And also, that's what I had to leave. Imagine I'm trained as one of the top obstetrician and gynecologist and surgeon, and then I'm healing without a knife because I found out is the emotion, is the bleeding, is the work, is the husband, is the death in the family that's causing the person to be sick and then when i teach them how when i make them connect so not all the time cancer but you could be bleeding you could having what it's called rheumatoid arthritis whatever autoimmune diseases all those things and connecting the root the root of it to what they are experiencing now and give them the tools that are sustainable culturally sensitive because you cannot tell a Haitian or somebody from Europe or uh, another even the, the black black people are different so it has to be personalized and culturally responsive mm-hmm. so when you do that then that's when and it, I have so many people who said you mean all these years I could have done that and I would be okay I said yes and they said why did my doctor didn't didn't say that because i said i see with my I have a third eye <laughs> yeah
0: and then, um. but Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, though, no, please. Please continue.
1: So it's just like, uh what I was saying is, but anyway, it just it was very hard. That's what I had to end up leaving medicine because, and for example, I remember one day after I build the I have the wellness center and then people will come. They're going to pay me money. And my sister was also She said, "I don't see you making money for with this place. People in then. And then she told me that, like, in 2006. And then it's just like, oh, no, oh, no. I'm spending a lot of money on this. And then, and then I had a dream, and my grandfather came. My grandfather was only really in my dream. She's speaking but this time he's speaking English, I'm in front of the computer. Mm-hmm. And he said, he called me Tika, little carol. Tika, why are you crying? I said, Grandpa, I have your gift. But I have a mortgage. I have an office. I have this. I have that. I have employees. But I cannot pay them if I'm doing what you do. And he said, why do you really want? And I said, I want to use my gift whenever it is. And it has nothing to do with my livelihood. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And she said, okay. And he showed me the secret. This is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Then as soon as I let go, that my gift wasn't my bread and butter. I became stronger. I learned more and more and more. It's just like, oh, I go to a clinic. But then... Uh, I can give them, they need a prescription, but they can come to my center, they can come here and pay me to do this, and then one day the voice say, one visit. And I say, every time I'm trying to do something, it it it's just like, I have to, it's painful, I have to go to the, to, but to go to the higher level, it's just like, one visit. So I took the card with the person who was going to pay me for a consult, privately, mm. and then, uh, but guess what? It's just like, they say, if you have faith, and you're on the top of the mountain, and they say, step down. And then you're afraid because it's, it's in the dark, and then you're going to find out if, if there could be a step or you learn how to fly. Two things. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: so when I looked at her, and then I started to cry. I do that because I see the transformation in me when I'm with a patient. And I said, we have. I had two minutes. And I said to her, do you know, I am supposed to tell you what you need right now? Because I'm saying you need no, one visit, no more, one visit, one visit. And I look at her and I took my card and I look into her eyes and I saw a past, a present and a future. I saw what she needed to do. I saw everything. Her husband was dying. She was having issues and I saw everything and I could go deep and then I just like could travel to her husband, to a life, her father, all these things. I could see it and then it's just like you know what you need to do? Talking about forgiveness. Your, that's what I told her. I'm ro- holding her eyes. I'm holding her hands and I'm looking into her eyes and I said, you know what? Your father did things to you and your husband promised he will be your, your prince in the shining armor. He wasn't.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so that's why you are in turmoil. Oh. So your husband is dying and then you're going to learn about forgiveness. Yeah. You're going to learn about forgive your father and your husband. And from here to your house, you go in the courage. And then while I'm doing that, I saw a husband who was moribund in the bed. Now he's, the husband is smiling. Gray yeah. hair. I could describe the husband. And yeah. I said, and then he said, and then, and I said, you're going to, and then at, oh, I don't do prescription. I don't write prescription. I have a post-it note. And I said, the date, forgiveness, unconditional love. know. And I said to her, you're going to go to your house. You're going to go to your husband's hospital bed. You're going to hold his right hand, and you're going to say, John, I love you. I forgive you. We are in this together. He's going to die in peace, and then you're going to learn the transformation of love and forgiveness. Yeah.
0: That's tough. It's rough. We've got about 10 minutes, just so you know. Okay. Um, Just a heads up. And I want to cover some things that relate to... Uh, current day, Dr. Carroll. And I know that this is uh probably gonna be I-, I could totally see us doing this in some way or another again. I'd really like that. And there's so yeah. much to talk about. You are a uh, an encyclopedia. Encyclopedia
1: Encyclopedie. Encyclopedie,
0: yes see. Our, that sounds much better. <laughs> of life. Um, yeah. And and that's a really beautiful thing. And even just coming back into my life, one of the reasons I re- reached out to you is because of the Remaining family members being estranged, my mother and two brothers, and uh, I've been struggling with that, mm-hmm. and uh, holding on to resentment and stuff. And you mm-hmm. hit me with, you know, you better forgive them. Basically, is the message I got. And it's like, if you don't, you're screwed, and I can't help you anyway. Yeah. So you,
1: you, one of the thing I said is very important.
0: <laughs> you you
1: don't have to forget what happened. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but you have to forgive. That's too.
0: Yeah, it's a tough distinction. I have to admit, you know, it's just, it's it's something to be grappled with and I see how people can let it allow them to get out of control or physically violent or whatever but like, it's not
1: only that it's a poison that you mm-hmm. you it's self poisoning that's what have yeah. autoimmune diseases. yeah that's why you eat yourself you exactly eat yourself
0: exactly and and honestly just since uh really considering and Allowing your words to sink in and not fighting it, you know, which is typical of uh, my nature and probably other people. You'll suffer. Uh, Yeah. You're the one who will suffer. (laughs) Well, but I've I've accepted it, you see. That's the thing. It's like I realize you're right, you know, so I feel Mm -hmm. the positive and I I feel myself allowing the negative not to be present. And that's hard to do, man. I got to admit, like, it's really easy to let things... But the light and the darkness don't go together. So if your light is turned on, no. there can be no darkness. No. no. That's the no. beauty of it, I think. I love that. Oh. And
1: uh, somebody told me, uh, I have a gentleman who came to, to do some work for me. And I said, Yeah, they've been, no, he said, You're special. Do you have the light around you. And I said, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been told I'm the light at the end of the tunnel. And he said, mm-hmm. He looked at me and said, Take a pen and, and paper. Mm-hmm. And he said, This is who you are. You, you need to say, I am the light at the end of the tunnel that is going to lead you out of the darkness.
0: That's right. I'm the <laughs> this light is you. I'm the light in the middle of the tunnel that's probably lost and could use a map, but I still have the light, so let's go. That's <laughs> me. <see>. That's the <laughs> light that then, I am. Then, and then
1: and then you know what? <laughs> you know what? When I realize all the people all the my my patients who are you know, it's something to do with money and materialistic things. We're talking peace. Being at mm-hmm. peace with yeah, yourself, being at is huge. peace with life others, is huge. and right. then so all these people—that's the secret. They don't—they don't have regrets and worry and toxic emotion. And we are humans. Sometimes I still worry about things, but something will happen. And I have two hawks. I have two hawks. I, I live at a beautiful healing place. I have a beautiful yard and uh, garden that I design myself and plant all the trees. And, and then there are two hawks. It seems whenever I'm a little turmoil because I had the flood and then we have the adjuster coming and I was out there. I'm saying, I don't need anything like this. And then, so while I'm doing, while I'm while on, on the roof and then, and then and this, they, they start flying. We're talking, they fly and they come close to me. I could see their feet. Mm-hmm. And then they're reminding me, what are you fretting, woman? Remember who you are. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Gosh, and the so, birds.
1: yes. And then when, when patients, when I see patients, Patients who are holding on to grudges, or they, uh, they have fear, or they stay in the job or in a relationship just because of the money and everything. And I said, What does it say? The Lord is with me, I shall not fear. And then, and he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then, the birds of the, the you know, the, the birds, I feed them, or the lilies of the, I take care of them. How will they take care of you? And in, in my post it note, I would say, All is well. Mm-hmm. And I do the silhouette, you know, you put two half half circle together, they, they're, like the, they're like the birds far fly, fly away. I will do three birds and I put them to put them in the wallet. Very that nice. affirmation, all is well.
0: Very nice. And speaking of which, this is the perfect place to do this. Um, so I'd like to spend the last few minutes uh, with mm-hmm. you just speaking to... Whoever you want to in the audience, because there's going to be somebody out there that will resonate. Like, what words do you have in your spirit right now for people listening? And uh, let's just uh, wrap up in a couple five minutes at the most uh, with how mm-hmm. they can get a hold of you and what you can do for people, and the benefit of reaching out to Dr. Carroll.
1: Uh, I have my website, so right now I'm working with you know people who have. Um, I'm a diabetic consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh I I have the clinic where I go, but then the private work I do mm-hmm. is just like uh right now I see so many people being diagnosed with diabetes because of a number, which is, is, diabetes is called high blood sugar. So what is causing it? So mm-hmm. essentially I'm going to be doing more educational things for people to listen because I cannot take care of everybody. I want mm-hmm. I want my peace and my time. Mm-hmm. And then uh some my website you know if you want me to see my website is dr carol d r c a r o l l e at uh that, that dr carol dot com perfect uh and then and then uh what about when i'm not into my head because especially when you suffered a lot as a child mm-hmm. and then uh it's very difficult to you with, with, in spite of yourself two o'clock in the morning that's when you' back into where you were because a lot of things happened trauma happened to me when i was a child. And then, so I will. I will wake up at two o'clock in the morning, and I'd feel that the the world is coming to an end. But it's just like take a breath. Oh, by the way, I, the, I, my, I have my book, Strengthening.
0: Oh yes, uh, your, of spiritual, your books. Yes,
1: yeah. yes. The the one that just just came out, Strengthening Your Spiritual Foundation for Optimum Health: Eighteen mm-hmm. Ways to unleash Your Innate Healing Powers, and Super. the, the smaller one is Four Quick Ways to Overcome Stress. Oh,
0: very nice. I
1: call it uh, for overcome stress. And I call it the b math method, like the breathing the uh, um your mind centering your mind, positive yeah. affirmation and tapping, precision tapping so most of the, my of my patients all and then so most of my patients, all the people that I've seen what do when I go to Haiti, when I go to these people who are comfortable, they are at peace and they have that light, this is what they believe in mm-hmm. they believe in a higher power, they believe in somebody greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. They believe that all things unfold in divine order,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they are always at the right place at the right time. Yes. And they believe that they will always be always taken care of, no matter what.
0: Yeah. And that's the balance, right? Like the yes. balance balance in life creates those dynamics, doesn't it?
1: Yes. And it doesn't matter, you know, people are chasing, I have to eat organic, I have to have this water. By the way, people have no
0: water in Haiti.
1: There is no running water. 70% of the places, there is no running water. So you really don't drink water. It's not dehydrated. It's your spirit. You're drying up your spirit. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And so if someone was struggling with something right now and they're just thinking like, man, I don't know what's going on. Or like, you know, I've got this problem and the doctors can't figure it out. Or like, I'm in pain all the time. What do they do? Ask themselves
1: why. They know it. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's one thing I didn't say. Everybody Please. knows. Oh, yeah? That's why, you know, I go, when I go, I have a clinic which is associated with UCSD School of Medicine. So I have those residents there. And they send me patients by the time they're dying. And then I spend 15 minutes with the patients and they go back and everything is fine. You know what I do? I just walk, I sit, I sit in front of the patients and I look at them in the eyes and I said, why are you bleeding? Why are you emerging to death? Why are you, why, why? And they tell me. It's because I make them in a safe space to know that they know. Mm -hmm. So you don't say, I know as a doctor, as a surgeon, I "I know what's wrong with you, I'm going to tell you. I ask my patients, (laughs) that's why I could never stay in the system, why are you sick? Mm -hmm. And they tell me. Then I teach them, I give them tools to deal with it. How to forgive yourself for having remorse, for sending your son to the store and he got killed. Mm -hmm. How you forgive your husband for leaving you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: how you you know how do somebody took your money then you mm-hmm. cannot sleep
0: mm-hmm.
1: how you do, do and you know what it's always forgiveness it's always letting yeah. go
0: absolutely and that really speaks to the heart of the matter which is really that we hold ourselves back you know a lot more than we realize only
1: and us we nobody want. nobody does
0: right, and the answer
1: right. that's the other thing I say the answer is always within you and Interesting. if you take time to listen to that little voice it will tell you why because it, no it's not that you know, everybody knows. And, and then people say, I will go to a place and, you know, I'll see patients. I could see a lot of patients with, uh, people say, I don't spend time with my doctor. I don't spend time with my patients because I just say, okay, why are you here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they tell me mm-hmm. I have this. And I said, why? And they mm-hmm. tell me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I like that. A uh, very different approach, kind of a backwards approach to things, but it's I worked. call it
1: a, time, a backward timeline.
0: I said, you come. Well,
1: I had a patient; she was dying. You know, diabetes and bleeding, hemorrhaging, blood transfusion, and then uh, and I'm saying, in April, you were in November. In April, you were doing well. What happened? And then I go, so I call it the time, a backward timeline. Okay. What happened in in March? Nothing. What happened in February? Nothing. What happened in January? My son died. That said, oh, okay, we're boy. going to learn. You did. You have not been grieving. This is your grief. So let's go on your knees and say, Jesus, help me. I'm weak.
0: Well, can I can I ask you a crazy question? And this is there is no crazy question.
1: There is no there are no crazy questions.
0: uh, How about a question that I find to be uh, unusual to ask? Let's say that, but um, it's okay, and we'll go over a few minutes. It's all right if it's all right with you. Of Um, course. Okay. Um, So I'm just kind of curious. This might sound strange, but like, I feel like my health should have been damaged more based on what you're saying because of my own issues and trauma and things that I've struggled with. Like, can you describe like what protects people from that? Because I feel like, you know, based on some things that I've heard just from you and also from other folks, you know, having these issues that are very serious, I've been very blessed and, you know, I have skin cancer, but it's not that big of a deal. It's not prostate cancer, you know, colon cancer, something like that. Uh, but I, I, there's so many times and I have dodged, literally dodged a bullet I've been shot at before. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm really feeling like I'm lucky to be alive sometimes. And I just wonder, like, what do you think protects us if we're too ignorant to protect ourselves or are we protecting ourselves? Like, I just struggle with that a little bit thinking about it sometimes, you know? I believe, we,
1: I believe we have a destiny.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: believe that there were things we're supposed to do yes. and then and I call them Earth Angels. I've been called Earth Angels many times mm-hmm. because sometimes the person is in the, the darkness, and then we'll be meeting. we will be at the store. I have a friend of mine. We we'll work for twenty five years. People always coming to you, and then the person they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. So somebody will take you to the path. Mm-hmm. You know, you are taking detours. Is going to take you to the path, and also your ancestors are protecting you because you have a destiny. Mm.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I like yes. the sound of that. I, I really want to. I wish there was better evidence. Like, I wish we could all just sit down. I mean, I'd be okay if there was a ghost in the house. I don't mind. You know, if it's a ghost of a relative.
1: <laughs> no, but guess what? You don't. No, you don't. My sisters. My sister sees my grandfather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You so I me. I feel. Oh, oh, another thing. Also, I am. A, I'm a channeler. I am a. I am a, what do you call it, channeler? Medium, I am yeah. a psychic medium, and then many patients who will come. For example, that lady me, Irma who was hemorrhaging to death and diabetes and everything, and then everything went back to normal within a month. Within a week, she has to stop taking insulin because she was having hypoglycemia, and it just like when she when she when she said, "My son, my son died," and she was saying, "I want my son. I miss my son to tell me he loves me." And I didn't realize that. Usually the patient gets up. Whenever we find out there is something so troubling and so deep, the person will stand up. And then I usually stand up. And when I I find out what I have to do, I put one foot forward and one foot backward. Because the person, I'm six foot tall, and most patients are shorter, men or women. They're going to come and they're going to lay their head on my boobs. And then I rock them. And I rock them, they cry. And for Irma, I, I didn't know then I realized it. She said, I want my son to tell me he loves me. So I say, I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. And I'm kissing her. And in the tears, she would say, I'm so sorry, doctor. And I held her. I held her. And I wrote her, I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. It's later on that I found out that I was channeling a son and I was sounding like a son. Wow. It's called a voice box. Mm-hmm. She That's felt crazy. it was a son. She was holding. And then... And then it happened many times when the person died suddenly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the person didn't have a chance to say goodbye. And especially, they felt they were responsible. So yeah. these are those are those people who come through me, and I let it happen. Mm-hmm. Remember the movie? See, thank God there was the movie Ghost yeah. when Patrick Swayze died, and it's coming with Demi yeah. Moore, and, and then she, it, she became, she it became her. You know, she uh, she became him, mm-hmm. and then she felt it. And this, I said, this person who wrote this, that movie knew what is going on because everything in that movie, the people standing around, I, I've lived it. I do that. But okay. then I have to be, it has to be somebody whose sickness, sickness, they are so okay. sick, it's caused by the death of a loved one. And you know what I feel? I remember going somewhere and then it seemed like, the first five patients that somebody would die suddenly, decapitated, or an accident, or murdered, and everything. So I call my mentor, and I said, "What's going on?" And then she says, "James Van Prague. So there were books. She said, "You better read that." And I'm saying, "Oh my god!" And then so, the same like the movie Ghost, when she do all the people standing around. So and then I I ended I I did that until I went on strike. I said I cannot be doing all my work, the, the channeling. Guys, until you make me win the lottery. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I found out, I said, I, and then, uh, and one day I was very busy. It was a very busy day. Like like six people came during the day, had somebody died. And I said, I'm tired. And then I'm talking to the lady and I said, you know, uh, the patient, she was having a rash. A ba- very bad rash, a very bad rash. And I said, and was always, you have a rash, have you tried everything? Why? When did it happen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he said, six years ago, what happened seven years ago? Because a rash, it takes a year to show up in the skin. She said, my mother was murdered. And I said, oh. that's it. Then I said to her, I said, you know, uh, we almost finished. If you could go to, you need to find a medium to channel your mother for you to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, you will not believe it. And I heard, and I heard, you have to have my daughter. You have to have my daughter. In my head, and I'm saying, what's going on here? And it's just like, and this is clearly, it's a... If you are in emergency room at Gosman Hospital, and then you cannot help a patient who is bleeding, would you send the patient to, Alvara, to another hospital? You will go to the operating room right now and help the patient. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you're a doctor like this and you can help my daughter, she came here to for you to 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 for you to help her. But I'm ex- I said, you. And then I started having goosebumps. I started feeling cold, and I'm. Oh, I was upset, but. Uh, the night before, it's, it's it's the night before. I had I had a. It's just I'm going to go to sleep, and I heard. Next time you see a patient, put lay your both hands on her head. Have a look into her eyes. Have a look you Have a look you into your eyes, and by the, and have your hands going down her arms and hold her hands. So I met. Oh my God! And then I, I said to her. Oh, and also when I say to the patient, you know what? Your mother is here. And she will say, they, said, they feel it. And I ask my, uh, I ask my uh, mentor, how if you're so with the doctor and they say, your mother's spirit is here, why would the person run? And she mm-hmm. told me, they feel the mother. They want to say, they want their mother. They're the mm-hmm. one who will want their mother. And you, you, you are the mirror to bring the mother to say goodbye. And also yeah. I believe it. The spirit don't go. That's why they say it's haunted. The spirit is a... The spirit don't go because they have something unfinished. Mm-hmm. And then, so but while I'm doing that, so I understand, oh my God, this is what's going on. So I have her looked at me. And then by the time I, I go by your shoulder, she said, I can see my mother in your eyes. I can see my mother in your eyes. And she grabbed me. She grabbed me. She said, mother, 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 mother. And then she let go. And she said, she came and went. hmm and then you should see, when I saw her, she looked like she was Asian. And then after, she after she was white. Wow. <laughs> she was like, I see the dark spirit of the hurt of, of she could have been there for a mother. But anyway, so, but then that day I got home. I was pissed because I felt I was, I was tired. I didn't want to do it. And I said, that's it. I'm on strike.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair <laughs> and enough. And I said,
1: I'm on strike. I'm on strike because I'm getting all these gifts and gifts and gifts and I have things to do. I have a hospital to do. I have things I have to take care in Haiti and take care of myself. I refuse to be channeling dead people. Right. The only way I'm going to do anything is if I get some money coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Guess what? The next day, a man called me from Northern California. He said, Dr. Carol, I need to do a consult. I've been looking. It's very difficult to find you. And then the person paid my fees for me to do console over the phone, and I'm thinking, uh-huh. "Oh my god!" Yeah. I, and then, so then I, when I went to when I went to the, the, the office, and somebody came, and I knew it. This, they find a way to give me the money that they cannot give me through a uh, to a, a client, and I, and I did it for her. So, and it is it is we do have spirit because I deal with them all the time, and then yeah. she's like, "No, I can't." But people who take because.
0: Yeah. It's just,
1: go- it's just like if you see a plane flying and then you think it's a miracle, but no. No. things like that.
0: Cool. Very cool. I hate to do this. Uh, we're going to have the time. Is over. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's a little bit over, but yeah, I appreciate this. Um, we'll definitely have to do this again. There's so much to talk about. And as we get reconnected and get to know each other, I'm sure we can figure out some way to bless our audience with some really valuable knowledge. And I just have to thank you, you know, it's like I know, um, I didn't realize you were so hard to find, I mean, I, I had no problems, I'm good at that, though, I can find people fast.
1: <laughs> or oh, maybe yeah. I wasn't ready to, to, for, to find me, I wanted my holiday, I want to spend my holiday. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. My
1: holidays, holidays, you know the French, we don't, we don't pronounce the S at the end of the words,
0: yes, the words, exactly. holidays. Mm-hmm. Um but I do feel blessed that we're able to share this together and I'm really oh, thankful. My pleasure. And I just oh, want my to pleasure. tell you. Yeah, it means so much to be reconnected with you and I just want to express my gratitude, you know, for sharing in this way. It means a lot to of me. Course. I really do appreciate it. And I want to it.
1: share more. I want to share more. I'm going to have I'm going to have a podcast in Haitian.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going
1: to have a YouTube channel in Haitian. Yeah. Too much to do with the podcast. And then I want to do a podcast through healing. And then I want to I want I, I have so much I'm told, I'm told all the gift, all the knowledge. It's because then I have the credibility and the number and the science. Because I can go and speak at any top university. Everybody's going to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, so, and then I can talk to people who are shamans, people who are mediums. And they go, say, oh, you know what you're talking about. So they say, to whom much is given, much is expected and required. So I'm ready to be out there and share the knowledge.
0: Right on. Cool. All right. We'll end with that. Thank you so much, Dr. Carol. Jean Murat, Murat. Murat. Carole
1: Carol, yeah. Jean Murat. Yeah, I have
0: no French. I have to say it in a fake voice because I don't have that beautiful. Uh, I'll correct you. Accent I'll call of like yours. You. Yes, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Carol, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also, check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mira. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the ToddCast show, so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Murat, host of the ToddCast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had, Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the ToddCast show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp... You get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's Better, forward slash Toddcast. Forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ToddCast to get started today.